Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Talitha Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Talitha Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helps severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief, everybody. On this episode, talking to my friend, foreign policy analyst, David Reboy. Reboy, as we call him. Good to see you. Great to see you, too. So where do we stand right now with the, let's start with the uh, Biden U.S. response to the terrorist atrocity committed against the state of Israel, its people, and Jewish people, um, the timeline of this uh, response, um, what's happened so far. I mean, how do you assess it? So immediately when I heard Joe Biden deliver a very beautiful, very, uh, let's say, ostentatiously pro-Israel sounding speech, um, I knew that something was up. And I knew that uh, he would use the cover of his, you know, his his beautiful rhetoric um, to uh, to to do things that will really imperil Israel's security, or I'll say continue to do them because his administration and like the Obama one uh, pr- prior to this um, has done nothing but try to uh, to undermine Israel by uh, empowering Israel's enemies. 
and making it very hard for Israel to defend itself. And and we we see this now with um, with uh, with with the response to this particular you know horrific attack. Um, immediately it started out that, you know, yes, of course, Israel has the right to defend itself, but we're going to micromanage that response. And we're going to make sure that Israel's war aims, which are absolutely legitimate, which are have to do with completely destroying Hamas's capabilities to, you know, to, to, uh, to do this again, and, and also to, um, uh, you know, to, to destroy the, the terrorist group uh, uh, in its, uh, in its, in its midst, in its backyard. Um, uh, the, the Biden administration has set it up such that, that it makes it impossible for Israel to do so. Uh, the first thing that it did was, um, was demand the resupply of Hamas. I mean, Hamas is, uh, is, is, you know, controls, uh, Gaza with an iron fist. And they said, okay, well, humanitarian, um, aid needs to go in, which of course, uh, goes straight to Hamas and allows for it to uh, to to resupply. And in addition to that, uh, Biden decided to show up in Israel for for really an unknown reason. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think he was doing it for um, I think he was doing it for for PR on one hand, but the bigger reason he was doing it is really to tie Israel's hands and make sure that a ground invasion into Gaza could not uh, could not occur while he was there. And I think everyone is looking around and they're saying, where is this ground invasion? Why isn't Israel doing what it needs to do? It's, it's amassed a border, it's, it's massed uh, uh, its army along Gaza's borders and, and, uh, and nothing is happening. And um, what, what do you, you know, describe, you're, you're, what do you ascribe that yeah. delay to mostly? I mean, what do you think is, is the reason? Is it hostage negotiations proceeding? No, I th- I don't think so. I think I think 100% it has to do with the Biden administration uh pretty much blackmailing Israel into standing down here. Um and it's a very hard thing to negotiate. I mean, we, you know, uh we we um we the United States, the Biden administration held uh, bunker busters up from the Israelis because Hamas exists deep inside uh a a, a massive you know, three hundred mile uh, tunnel network, tunnel yeah. network yeah. under underneath Gaza. I mean, it's it's estimated to be about half the size of the New York subway system, which it, in itself is is ridiculously uh, ridiculously huge. And everything is down there. And you know, Biden said was was holding the the bunker busters hostage. And um, and then of course you have the other the other issue that Israel faces, which is really. You know, people think, oh, this is this is Israel versus a, a you know, rinky dink terror army. And it's not true. It's actually uh, it's actually a, a really serious situation. Once you add to it, the other Iranian proxy to Israel's north, Hezbollah, with um, 150 or 200,000 uh, serious uh, missiles, not, you know, not the, the, the crappy missiles that uh, that uh, that. You Hamas know, Hamas shoots off from Gaza, right? Short. But but these but these are are, are are very serious missiles that that have been uh, put in place in civilian neighborhoods in southern Lebanon for the last ten years, or since Israel pulled out of there, and um, and Hezbollah and Iran basically said, well, if you you know, the minute you go into Gaza, we're going to launch a war on you from the north, and any 
everyone knows that Israel is tiny and does not have the luxury of waiting for you know the first round of uh, of of attack i mean if if hezbollah decides for example from the north to press a button and it's and it's go time or uh, to put it more uh, more accurately if iran decides that it's time for hezbollah to to press the button and uh, and launch a war from the north on israel with with all of these rockets i mean it's about about it, it's the same amount of ordinance as a nuclear bomb uh, and Israel could not really uh, absorb that kind of hit, so they know that that uh, they will have to, you know, in order to to prevent, uh, you know, something truly horrible um, in Israel in in regards to Hezbollah, they're going to have to either preempt or lead the uh, or lead Hezbollah to believe that they will in fact preempt. And uh, and I think what we're seeing now is the Biden administration really hamstringing Israel's ability uh, to do both those things. We'll come back here in a second and, and dive back into this. Um, but first, a word from our sponsor, the country of Belize. Belize is fun. Imagine visiting a country that's just a couple of hours from Miami, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston, where you can enjoy both the rainforest and white sand beaches all in the same day. Belize is fun because you can float through caves down a jungle river, climb an ancient Mayan ruin, swim with nurse sharks and rays, Cast for a, glan- a grand slam, the ultimate in fly fishing on the flats. Snorkel or scuba dive, the longest living reef in the world, or simply relax. Enjoy the beach bars, playing live music, and dance under the stars barefoot every night after the best lobster dinner you've ever had. But don't take my word for it. Come visit. Belize is fun for so many reasons. Download your free Belize handbook and guide. Go to BelizeIsFun.com. Get that guide. That's BelizeIsFun.com. All right, back to uh, our topic here, David. Israel and uh, what it's going to do. Do you have, do you have any sense at all that, or any concern at all? I should say that Israel's not really going to be able to do the mission against Hamas in Gaza that it seems it must do right now. Like, do you think that there's a chance they're going to hold back and not really go in full force? Honestly, I have that fear. I think um, I think anyone who's kind of looking at the situation uh, soberly um, has that fear. This is this is what happens when you know. This is what happens when you have the uh, the Biden uh, DOD, um, you know, full of of folks who are allegedly Iranian spies, and you have the, uh, the the top intelligence position of the National Security Council led by a former. Uh, um, students for justice in Palestine, pro Hamas guy. I mean, this is the kind of thing that you unfortunately have, have come to expect. Um, and I know that they're doing everything behind the scenes. You know, it, it must be very hard for Netanyahu actually to negotiate, um, both the, uh, you know, the security needs of Israel that he's responsible for, the, uh, the, the, the political mood in Israel, which is, we need to deal with this problem now. And then the United States, which is putting up all of these, uh, these kind of ridiculous obstacles and making it, uh, making it impossible for Israel to, uh, to, to, uh, you know, to achieve any of its war aims here. And I don't envy Bibi Netanyahu one bit for having to walk this tightrope and, and really, um, having to negotiate this, uh, this particular minefield. I mean, who knows what they're threatening him with, but I, I am 100% certain they are. Do you think that Iran is 
willing to follow through on its threats here if Israel does invade Gaza, meaning that it will mobilize all the militias, including Hezbollah, but a, a militia in Syria and Iraq against U.S. targets, U.S. bases in the region, as well as Israel? Or you think that that's bluster? Um, I don't think it's bluster. I think it's something that probably will happen. But look, the the Iranians know that they have uh, the Biden administration on the hook. So for Biden, for, for these guys, the last thing they want to admit is that their Middle East policy has been a dismal, amoral, a strategic, complete failure. Right. Um, in, in terms of empowering Iran and, and giving and looking the other way, uh, while Iran, uh, you know, continues with, uh, with its bad behavior. And, um, the last thing they're going to do is say, okay, no, we, we've got to really reverse course. Um, I mean, you could see it with, with Russia and Ukraine. You know, what's the likelihood that, that they're going to wake up one day and say, you know what? I think, <laughs> I think we really messed up. Um, you know, putting all this pressure on, um, on Putin, we're going to maybe try a, a carrots and sticks as opposed to just sticks approach. I, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine it happening. And, and that gets us into a really tricky, scary place where Iran gets to, you know, has that, you know, is, is counting on the, on the Biden administration to not address what is plainly happening. So for example, Everybody knows that Iran had a hand in the, the, you know, the horrible attack on Israel with, with Hamas. I mean, they, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're very capable. Um, they pay for everything that happens in Hamas. And, and we know, we also know from, uh, you know, from many public sources that a lot of the people who are paragliding were paragliding up with Hezbollah in Lebanon. So we see all these these kind of operational links, and I mean anyone who, you know, any, anyone who knows the region at all would say, yeah, of course Iran was uh, was was involved in this. But immediately after, it was very important for the Biden administration to come out and say, oh, we we have no definitive intelligence that uh, that 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 has uh, Iran. Uh, you know, taking credit for this, which, of course, the same day was blown up by Hamas itself, which, you know, Hamas came out and they said, thank you very much for your help, Iran, um, you know, in, in public. But for the United States, for, for this administration, it was paramount to get Iran off the hook, because then, um, you know, if Iran, if people know that Iran was indeed responsible for this or had a hand in it, then it makes the administration look like fools. And the last thing they're going to do is admit error. I want to ask you one more question about uh, Iran when we come back here in a second. But uh, first, as you can see, I mean, I'm not shaving every day, but when I do shave, I want the best shave I can possibly get. So I go with one blade shave. It's the best for a clean, comfortable shave that leaves your face feeling fantastic. Big razor companies, they've been running this whole scam for years. Oh, you need four blades, eight blades, you know, 20 blades, whatever, all at once. You don't need that. You need one super high quality blade. One Blade's state-of-the-art, award-winning razor design makes single-edge shaving completely natural and effortless. These razors have a patented pivoting head that hugs the skin, ensuring the blade is always at the correct angle all by itself. Plus, One Blade's handle is metal, not plastic. It's weighty, substantial, worthy of your face. One Blade's refill plan also means you'll get blades sent straight to your door whenever you need them. Get a discount on your blades when you sign up 
All orders have a 60-day return policy, whether you use all your blades or none of them. To elevate your shave experience and get 20% off your one-blade order, go to onebladeshave.com slash buck. That's one spelled out, O-N-E, onebladeshave.com slash buck to get 20% off your first order. Dave, I'll, I'll ask you this one to, to close us out here um, in this conversation. Why is the Democrat Party so enamored with with um, Iran and, and refuses to treat Iran like the state sponsor of terror and the menace that it is? Oh, boy, that's the that's the big question. Uh, we can be here. We can be here for a long time uh, addressing that one. But uh, basically, I mean, if you want to read the definitive case for this, uh, it, my my friend uh, Michael Duran wrote it in uh, in Mosaic magazine in, in 2015, um, where he was talking about the Iran deal. And it's something that, you know, I mean, it, it's something that has been an obsession with the foreign policy smart set for literally, you know, 40 years uh, since the Islam- Islamic revolution there. And lately, the the Obama folks and then the Biden folks, which are basically the same people, um, they realized, hey, we have a bunch of allies in the Middle East who are Israel and Saudi Arabia and, and you know, other Sunni powers. Iran is Shia. And the world will be better off if our allies were less powerful and Iran was more powerful and it would create some sort of equilibrium. At least that's, that's the, um, that's the, the, the steel man, the strongest possible argument that, uh, that they can make. And, um, and that's their thinking. They believe that Iran is a responsible power. Never mind that, you know, it, it, uh, it controls, um, Lebanon, Yemen, Iraq, and Syria through terror proxies, um, and, and, and destabilizes the region, you know, any way you slice it. But, um, but these people believe that Iran could be and is a responsible regional actor. Um, and, uh, and they kind of want to bring it into the, into the, uh, the, the fold of nations. And, um, I mean, I think it's a stupid thing to believe. Number one, in in and of itself, it's just it, it doesn't yeah. fit with the with the facts of what Iran is. But number two is, even if you could make that argument, the very fact that our longtime allies, um, you know, Israel, all the Gulf states, you know, on and on, um, have a serious problem with with uh, with Iran, should in fact give us pause. Um, you know, I want to say the, the one really great thing that Barack Obama did was he was so tilted towards Iran that, um, you know, that Israel and, uh, and, and the Emirates and Saudi Arabia, uh, and Bahrain and several of these other countries had to kind of get together. And because they realized, hey, we're on our own here against Iran because the United States is, is tilted towards Iran. And that's what made things like the Abraham Accords possible. So Maybe. if it wouldn't have been for the United States meddling, um, you know, it would be a very different region. David Reboy, everybody. David, always appreciate the insight, my friend. Good to see you. For sure. You too. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. 
Major Turnbull sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber. The complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the Foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 